0: doing the Uddhava Gita, chapter 2, verse 7 in continuation last time. This is the last message of Sri Krishna. Uddhava Gita, chapter 2, verse 7, the last message of Sri Krishna. Whatever is cognized by mind, speech, eyes, ears and the rest, know it all to be a fragment of the mind, a phantasmagoria and with, uh, with all doomed to pass away. So whatever that you experience by means of mind, speech, your senses, you know, all your sense and sense organs, all this is a figment of your mind. Now, the reason why we are doing this continuously in the the second week, it is because we have this idea that whatever we see with our eyes is real. Whatever we hear with our ears is also real. The taste that you have, the smells that you are getting. Everything appears so real. This idea is given by whom? Who gives this idea to you? The one who gives this idea to you is your own mind. Your mind tells you that what is happening in front of you, what is there in front of you is real. And this verse says Krishna is telling Uddhava that none of it is real. Absolutely nothing is real. So this is a contradictory statement which tells you that oh, how can that not be real? Everything is an illusion. Krishna says everything, the whole universe is just an illusion and it's a creation of maya. Now, while we were driving down yesterday, there was a half rainbow in the sky. So can I catch a rainbow? No, I can't catch a rainbow. The blue color of the sky You see the sky appears blue, isn't it? It appears blue, it appears sometimes gray, it appears. You see the shades of blue, gray, white, black, I mean every kind of color is there. Do you think that that color is real? There is nothing real in that color. And technically speaking, blue color is the most difficult color to create in this world. People have tried to create color blue. Now, even the chemists who try to put one, two, three t- different things to create this blue color. Actually, there is no such thing as a blue color. When you remove the other part of the spectrum, th- that is if I remove the red, then things will appear blue to me. Remove means what? I delete that particular color from my spectrum. And the color which will appear because of what I feel I see is completely different. So blue doesn't exist. Blue has to be created. So the blue color in the sky is unreal. So I have given you examples which are far, far away. But let us bring it back to earth and try to understand. Relationships. They appear so real to you, isn't it? One of the greatest relationships is between a mother and a child. Now you tell me if the relationship between mother and child is so great, today the world is going towards surrogate mother. So who is the mother? See? So is the mother and that child going to have some kind of a relation? There is no way of knowing. So is the one who is taking care of the child going to be that one who is going to be loving? That's a big question mark. When you have an adopted child, in life, let us say someone is adopted oh I love my baby what do you mean by you love your baby it's not even your baby the truth is that relationships in life are so unreal but we accept them as real a boy meets a girl it's a standard story where he falls in love, gets married to her and then what happens one, two months down the line and The relationship is over. Literally you are given up on the relationship. Nothing exists. Absolutely nothing exists. And then you are in trouble. Isn't it? So this relationship which you think you have with a wife or a husband is again so unreal. It is not even there. Not, does not even exist. Then in old age people say oh I have to have my husband and my wife together. Okay, come on. How many people are living with I mean, they are not even having their spouses and are they not living? Are they not happy? Do you think they are doing something different? No, it doesn't matter. That is also there to be looked at. Now, let us forget about the relationship. Let us go into the material world. People love gold. People love possessions. People say, you know, oh, I love my car. I love my house. Everything is mortgaged. Everything is not even owned by you. Physically, you may have your name written on top of that letter which says, oh, this car belongs to XYZ. But in reality, it is owned by the financial organization to which you are paying every single month and try defaulting one month and two months. See what happens? So is it yours? That itself is wrong. What we hear in the news, is it real? Everybody talks of fake news. Suppose you hear someone say, Wow, you know, your food is delicious. And after that person leaves from there, there was no salt in it. Then how come it was delicious? Oh, that person was only trying to be nice to you. So by saying something nice to you, is it real? It's unreal. So, did you get the point? Anything that you see with your eyes is unreal. Anything that you taste with your tongue is also unreal. Just now I give you an example where it's a saltless kind of a food and the person says, oh, it is so delicious. What do you mean by delicious? There's nothing delicious in it. Same thing with nose. You love to smell the different perfumes that are there in this world. You know, so many perfumes. You go to a perfume shop. When you are at the airport, naturally, there is going to be the duty-free shop where you can go and they will keep on waving those white, you know, that thing in front of you. Ah, it smells nice. By the way, in airport, everything smells nice because you have to buy it. Remember that everything is going to smell nice because at the end of the day, you are still paying in dollars. (laughs) So it is going to be nice. Think about it like that. So what is the point? So when you come home and now imagine you have bought that scent bottle for somebody that you love. The first day, oh my God, you brought a scent for you, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, it's so nice. And after that, what happens? It goes in the cupboard with the hundred other bottles that are there. (laughs) And when is it going to get used? I mean, just imagine you have paid hundreds of dollars for that small, tiny bottle of scent. And in the cupboard, there are hundreds of them. When are they going to get used? Okay, they are not going to get used. See, this is the point. Nobody uses it. Clothes, they are so unreal. People, you know, when somebody looks at you, oh, you are so immaculately dressed. Immaculately dressed? Yeah, you look like a film villain. You know, James Bond villains, they dress very soft. (laughs) You know that. And James Bond himself is very soft guy. He dresses so nicely. Imagine he has the best car in the world. Okay. And he trashes it every time. Can you imagine that? What is the point? (laughs) So this idea that you have the best car in the world or you have the best equipment in the world. I was just seeing a very beautiful camera. Black Magic. You know, there's a small camera. It's a pocket camera. And it is, I think, $1,000 or so. It is equivalent. I mean, just imagine in olden times, you know, olden times doesn't mean actually olden times, maybe five years or 10 years back. You know, you have those huge cameras which they use for cinematography, you know, huge ones. Now, those big cameras are costing thousands of dollars. And this this Australian company, it makes a small (laughs) camera this much size, called a pocket camera. It's supposed to go in your pocket and it is equivalent to those, it's a cinematography camera for cinematography. So now you tell me if that camera is costing a hundred thousand dollars and this camera is costing a hundred thousand dollars, which one would you want to buy? So you will say immediately thousand dollars, voila. You know. <laughs> so how is it unreal? There are people who use this kind of techniques. If I have to show you what we are doing just now for lighting, you will be surprised. We are using a simple LED and it is reflected, and it is reflected on a thermocol sheet. How cheap can it be? <laughs> Do you get what I am saying? Everything is so unreal. Like you need to have lighting. When I'm taking a video, I need to have a lighting. And this is what we use for lights. Can you imagine that? But no, it doesn't appear like that. No, it appears, oh my god, this person must be having some. Fancy equipment. So did you get the point? Everything is so unreal. That is what Krishna is talking about. What you see, what you hear, what you touch, everything is so unreal. You know, you buy those Nike shoes paying, I think, 10,000 rupees, 20,000 rupees, I don't know, 50,000 rupees. They are very expensive shoes. And what is it about? It's a small piece of rubber inside that shoe. And you are going to use that shoe for what? By the way, running shoes are separate than walking shoes, okay? So you can't use running shoes for, okay, I'm going to do my local travel. I'm going to (laughs) use the running shoe. No, boss, you can't do that. 50,000 rupees shoe is for running purpose. And when are you going to run? I go to the gym just a few days in a month, you know, just half an hour. Oh, and you're not even running at that time. Maybe you are doing that some other thing. So for using it for those, you know, one one hour or two hours in the entire month, you have spent fifty thousand bucks. Is it good? <laughs> Do you see the whole point of it? It's all unreal. Okay, it's all unreal. You know, Indians have this term. The term that is used for Indians, Indians have coined this term. That term is called Jugad. You know, Jugad means An intelligent way of doing something really fantastic in in a very, very simplistic manner. You know, I'll tell you a secret about Indian women when they wear clothes. Okay. They will wear a blouse, which may be when they were 2 kgs or 5 kgs extra. You know, they might have a blouse which when they had put on a lot of weight. Now when they have to wear the same blouse, what they will do? They have safety pins. Stuck up all over the place and it's covered by a sari. What is real in that? Nothing is real. So you get the point? We are so used to Jugad in our life. jugad is a term which a very simple solution for the most complex problems. You will find that person is driving a two-wheeler and he has got only one seat. So how will the second person sit? He will take a stool behind and sit. (laughs) (laughs) Or he will create something out of it. This is all Jugad. In our India we have this term called Jugad. What is real in that? Nothing. Now if you really want to see all this fantastic stuff which is unreal. Absolutely unreal. You should go to two channels. Okay. One is called Instagram. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. And the second one is called TikTok. <laughs> Nothing is real over there. You will find that village people, village bumpkin is doing song and dance. Like, uh, you know, some great actor Shahrukh Khan or something like that. I mean, just imagine that. You know, I was, I was giving a person an advice. And that advice was, suppose the person says, you know, my wife is very fat i mean this is this is basically people have these great ideas in their mind my wife is very fat she was very thin when i got married to her she is very fat now so i asked you know what is uh, what is so big about her her ass is very big i mean i'm sorry i have to use these terminologies in my satsang but think about it her ass is very big i said i'm sorry you don't don't you know that if you open your Instagram feed, no, there is someone with a big fat ass and that person is making millions. See, the same thing which you think as negative is now very much positive. Can you imagine that? Just imagine something like this. So what is it that you think is wrong is actually right and what is right is wrong. Do you get the point? Why would you want to do that? So this kind of judgments that we do brings us to the point where krishna says everything is created by the mind did you get the point it's not real it's your minds you know creation of some fantastic beast they don't exist they really don't exist it's like uh, you know when i was a kid i used to always think because i was the darkest kid in the class so i used to always think you know i am so dark i am so dark i am so somebody one day told me kale hua to kya dil wale hai <laughs> And that changed the whole thing because it was a very beautiful cousin of mine who was telling me, you can't eat Yeah, the whole thing changed after that. There is no need to feel bad about it. So what does it mean? It means that it is the way the perception is all wrong. We perceive everything in a wrong way. Okay. Now, just imagine... You know, just a few days ago, I was seeing something and I said to, I said, I said, you know what, how do, now this is a very, very funny thing. There is a serial going on in some channel and in that channel, I'm not joking about this, just think that day when I was just, laptop was lying on the dining table. So I was just looking into it and I saw 15 minutes of it and I saw that every person who is in the Sai Baba channel, you know, that Sai Baba serial is going on, is so fair. Everybody is fair. From Sai Baba to the smallest child and all the villains and all the good people and everybody is so fair. I did not know that Sai Baba was fair. And I don't even know that the people who live in that Patri and that all they show up, whichever that village is, Siri village, are so fair. They are all dark, my color. And this great director, producer, whoever is making this serial thinks we need to have fair people. Maybe we'll use less lighting, you know. We'll save on lighting. But boss, those people need makeup, you know, red, red color makeup all over the place. That Sai Baba guy is all full of makeup. And he's so fair. Everything is unreal. Can you understand this? Sai Baba never spoke those words. Now as far as this is concerned, let me tell you, every book that we have done, I am not joking, this is, the, this is the thing which you need to understand. Every book that we have done, whether it is the Bhagavad Gita, whether it is the Bhagavatam, the Uddhava Gita, the Bible, or any other book, it advises you, don't go after material, worldly things. Isn't it? Doesn't it tell you, don't go and ask things from God? It tells you, don't go and ask things. Don't even want this. You know, and it tells you about detachment from all these things. All these books are telling you what? All these are great books. They are telling you detachment. They are telling you dispassion. You should not like this. This is not good. You should throw that away. Don't go and ask God for things. And now let us come to the serial that we were talking about. God, I want a house. I want a baby. I want to get married. I want this. I want that. You know, the millions of people who go to Shirdi and all those places, everybody goes and asks. There are beggars over there. In Tirupati also, they go and beg. And all these Important books are telling don't beg. So is Krishna right? Or all those people who are going over there are right? And in every serial they are saying oh when, you ha- when your child is dying uh, when you are not getting married when you have to go for your examination when there is a problem in the family go and ask Sai Baba go and ask Balaji go and ask Vishnu go and ask Shiva go and ask this one where is it written? In which book is it written? I always think, you know, what? Sai Baba is an HR manager or what? Human resources. I am going to give you one job. I mean, just think about it. Or he is some banker or something. Okay, you don't have money. I'll give you money. You don't have children. You think he's a maternity hospital he's running? Come on, you take one baby and go. I mean, what kind of nonsense is this? People are so stupid that they go to all the Babas and everybody in this world, all the gods and they say, God, give me this, God, give me that, God, this, God, that. What is this God, this, God, that? All that is fake. Krishna is saying it's a figment of your imagination. It's a figment of your mind. Don't go and ask because you will get only what is written in your name. Okay. The law of karma is very clear. Whatever is written in your name against in a destiny has written something for you. That is all you're going to get nothing beyond. No person on this planet Earth can give you anything beyond that. And you are an average human being understand you are not some godly person that you know oh you can create something oh no 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 no. You're not some great I'm not saying you doesn't mean you what I mean is People in general, those who go and stand in front of all these murtis everywhere in this world, what are they doing? They are not great devotees of God. To become a devotee of God, you have to leave everything. So this will tell you everything that is there in front of you is unreal. By asking some God, you are not going to, he is not going to give you something from his pocket. No, nothing like that. If he could give, don't you think he would have given himself when Sita got kidnapped. Huh? You could have given, done like this and Sita would be back. And why would Sita get kidnapped in the first place also? And why have such a massive war like a, you know, Mahabharata? And why run away from Mathura to Dwarka? Why? You know, there are very, very spiritual lessons in this. And this is not the place where I can give you those spiritual lessons. But understand something. God is great. Please remember this. He is great not because you should go and ask him for everything on this planet earth. No, it's not because of that. Your job is to love him and to be devoted to him. That is all. So in this verse Krishna is saying very clearly everything that you see, hear, touch, feel and which is expressed by the mind is fake, is not real at all. And whatever you think is there existing in this world is supposed to Pass away. It is not going to be there at all. Okay. So I hope you have understood this verse. That everything is so unreal. So we have just completed verse 7. We are doing Uddhav Gita. The last message of Sri Krishna. Chapter 2. Verse 8. The man of uncontrolled mind. Falls into the error. That there is plurality of objects. And this error leads to merit or demerit the difference of action inaction and evil action concern only the man who has idea of merit and demerit it's a very very serious verse so pay attention to what i'm saying whom is krishna talking about The man of uncontrolled mind. Somebody whose mind is not controlled. If I have a class of 100 people, if I ask them, is your mind controlled? Everybody will raise their hand and say, yes, my mind. And the answer is, nobody's mind is controlled. (laughs) Everybody is having uncontrolled mind. You know, uncontrolled mind means what? Just call that person an idiot and see for yourself. See, what happens immediately? What happened to your controlled mind? It became uncontrolled very soon. Hmm? So this Krishna is talking about a person who has got uncontrolled mind. Now this person always falls into an error. He is always making mistakes. What is the first mistake that he does? There is plurality of objects. Now this term needs a little explanation. What is plurality of objects mean? Plurality means two. You know that. Singular is one. Plural is two. It's a simple word which will make you understand. Okay. Plurality is one. uh, Plurality is two. Singularity is one. Now this is the error. The main error is there is plurality in this word. So if I take a coin, it has got head and tail. Right? Every person has good and bad. No, 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 no. There is one person who is always good. Sorry, boss. Everybody is good and bad. (laughs) This appears in our world, isn't it? It appears in our world that there is good and there is bad. This is the plurality. What else is the plurality? I just now was explaining in the previous verse. What is blue is not blue. But it is the removal of another color called red. Just giving an example, okay? So did you get the point? If I remove one color, then what is remaining is blue. Something like that. Plurality means two things. But our great scriptures are saying everything is one. All the scriptures says everything is one, isn't it? But this idea goes to the person's head. The person who has got an uncontrolled mind. He looks at everything from a plurality point of view. Because he appears, because he looks at it like that, everything will appear as plus and minus. Think. Everything will appear as plus and minus, which is merit and demerit. What is merit in this world? Think. I have donated some money, or I have given money to the poor man. You see, on the road, you find this women carrying a small baby in their arms and you have given 100 bucks. It's a big amount of money. Okay. You have given 100 bucks to that person. Now what happens? According to you, it is merit. Merit to you. You have won a merit in God's book somewhere. This is what the person with an uncontrolled mind says. Now let us look at the downside of it. What is the demerit? This woman is one of the pawns in the hand of some tout. The child is drugged. And is sleeping. Because the child is very heavily drugged. This woman. Who is appearing like a. you know Completely a forlorn. Lost creature at the signals. In any any of the places in India. She is gathering money. Because she has to give this money to her tout. Somebody is running this show. So at the end of the day. She goes with the child. Which is a prop to her by the way. It's a prop. It's not her baby at all. It's just a prop. She goes back. She keeps the child over there. At the end of the day she has to count out the money that she has collected that day. And this person collects it and then he doesn't give anything to her. Maybe he may give her just 5%, 10% of it. The rest of the money goes towards collection. So now think about the person who has given the money to this woman. Has he earned merit or has he earned demerit? Because the money is going towards drugging the child. It is going in wrong hands. So, whether it is a merit or demerit, please tell me. Not say no. According to you, what appeared as merit is actually a demerit. Now, let us take another example. You have gone for jobs to get a job for an interview. Now, in the interview, there are so many people sitting over there and you have really put in a lot of effort in trying to get to that job. Finally, it so happens that you have entered the last round and you lose it. You don't get the job. Somebody else gets it. That is a relative of the person who was interviewing. By the way, the manager's son or somebody gets the job and you don't get it. Now, according to you, what has happened? You are having a demerit, isn't it? You didn't get the job. This is the way of looking at it. And who is meritorious? That other fellow. Does he deserve it? Kangana Ranaut calls it nepotism. (laughs) It is nepotism. Nepotism is everywhere. You think it is not there in the Bible also? Of course it is there. God sent his son, no? See? Buddha also, what he did? He took his son. And his mother or whoever that were there. Okay, you join my gang. What did Krishna do? He took his entire wives. Went to Dwarka. So you think nepotism is not there? Of course it is there. That is why the king has a son who becomes a king. Isn't it true? You think tomorrow Queen Elizabeth is going to go in the street somewhere in Uganda or some place and say, okay, now you can become the king of England? You think that is how it is going to be? No way. So, anybody who calls about nepotism, please understand there is nothing like it. So, coming back to our story. You didn't get the job and now you are saying it is nepotism. That fellow got it because he is got... Okay, his father is working over there. So, what is the big deal? And you think you are on the negative side, he is on the positive side. No, no, nothing like that. There is nothing like that. You see, two days ago I was just seeing something. Alia Bhatt has come up with a video channel of her own. The moment she announced, the moment she announced, in one hour's time, she had 100,000, that is 1 lakh people subscribed to her. And at the end of the day, there were 3 million people. And there were hundreds of comments which said, you know what? Oh, here she comes, you know, she's somebody's daughter. She's already famous. Why does she have to come and, you know, pounce in our territory? Come on. We have been, you know, YouTube stars for so many years and now, you know, we have just got some few, uh, you know, 60,000, 80,000 people subscribing to our channel and here this girl comes and she gets 3 million, 2 million or something like that. Some big number. How is it good? So you find demerit and merit in everything. So did you get the point? In everything, man finds merit or demerit. Who? Somebody with an... Uncontrolled mind. The difference of action, inaction, and evil action concerns only the man. Now, these are important terminologies that you need to understand. Difference of action. What action are we talking about? Every action that you do. Inaction. Now, you don't do any action that is called inaction. Now, this is as per the terminologies here. I will explain in detail what these terms actually mean. Evil action. Shakuni, you know, one big eye, one small eye, you know, Lalita Power kind of like that. I mean, you think about a villain like that. Hmm? Just, just imagine. So, there is an evil action also, somebody whom you know as a villain in the whole thing. So, what happens to them? So, this concerns only the man who has an idea of merit and demerit. So, let us start at the beginning. A deluded person. We, we went through the whole delusion process in the previous verse. What you see, what you hear, what you touch, what you feel, what you express, what you understand, what you go through is nothing but a delusion. Now, the whole world is deluded. I told you 100 out of 100 is deluded. Okay. So let us come to the deluded man. This person has uncontrolled mind. He doesn't have any control over his mind at all. And this person who has uncontrolled mind always sees plus and minus good and bad, right and wrong in this world. He always sees these things. Right. We come back to the same man. Now what happens to him? He considers three kinds of action in this world. Remember, he is the wrong person. Wrong. Uncontrolled mind person. He sees three things in this world. Good, bad and evil. Isn't it? Just now we were talking of two things. Now it's become three. Good, bad and evil. (laughs) One more added to them. What is this good? So there is something which he does, which is called action. Anything that you do in this world is called an action. Suppose you are eating something. Is it called an action? Of course. Now suppose you are arguing with someone. Is it called an action? Of course it's called an action. You are looking at someone going by like this. Oh, and you are making remarks in your head. I am not saying out loud. No, No, so stupid this person looks. <laughs> you know you are thinking about it loud in your mind is it an action 100% it's an action so anything that is done by thoughts first word is thoughts words and deeds comprises of action remember this anything that you do i'll say it in the reverse order so i said thoughts words and deeds so deeds words and thoughts don't don't bother about this. Which action, which way it comes, anything that you think of, thoughts comprises an action. You may say, why should it comprise an action? I didn't do anything. No, you may have had bad thoughts. The person is going for an important job. Idiot is going to fail. You know, <laughs> we have a very great idea of doing that. What does he think of himself? He thinks that he's, he's some Rukh Khan. He thinks that he's some, uh, you know. Like, we think like that. Now imagine somebody is going to play cricket. Oh, he thinks he is Sachin Tendulkar? Hmm? 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 <laughs> you got the point? And nowadays they will say Virat Kohli. Oh, he's very famous, no? So, oh, Kudko kya Virat Kohli hai kya? That way of looking at it. Let him play. No, but your thought is already like that. And then, think about it. Somebody is dressing nicely. Oh, look at him. He thinks he is some hero or heroine, huh? Look at that person. Huh. It's going on in the mind. Well, what is the point? That comprises an action. So I told you, thoughts, words and deeds, all these comprise an action. So don't, don't be under the impression that it, does, it doesn't comprise an action. So it, thoughts also are action. Words are anyway action. Stupid, idiot. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm saying very mild words. I have heard words which are like four-letter words from people. Uh, 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 and, yeah, of course. This is the point. You think saying words is, it comprises action. Third one is actually physically doing it. Like that, you know. <laughs> you want to give one slap or something. That is also comprising an action. So anything that you do, these three things comprises an action. Got it? So whatever you do in this world, Is an action? Inaction. Now, inaction is a very funny term. Inaction normally in our material world says, you could see that thing falling down and you couldn't catch him. I was not quick, you know. (laughs) People have this. They will give reasons why they can't do certain things. Okay. The last date of the university is gone. Why you didn't apply? Oh, is it gone? I didn't know that. So, there are people in this world who have this issue. It's called inaction. Inaction? How many things have you written? What is it that you have done? Huh? How many things you have done? You are supposed to call this one. You are supposed to do this. But why are you doing only the income tax job? The rest of the jobs are not important or what? Because the income tax department, you know, the IRS is going to send you notice. That is why you filled that IRS form. Otherwise, the rest of the things, I'll do it tomorrow. And the tomorrow comes after one year. It never happens. You know, the house gets cleaned from inside. Have you cleaned the balcony? Who goes over there? Oh, that is inaction for you. (laughs) Who goes over there? Nobody goes. Only the crows are sitting over there. So, the crows don't want the clean place, is it? Only the inside of the room is to be cleaned. (laughs) So, did you get the point? Inaction can comprise of anything. True inaction. In spiritual world, inaction is not exactly like that. This is again not the place for me to explain what is inaction in terms of spirituality. One line will suffice. All the yogis in the world, they are sitting in the Himalayas or some such place, you know. And they are sitting, closing their eyes and in a, in a yogic pose, there may be avalanches or whatever the thing that may be happening <laughs> around them, and they are not even getting up from their place. You know, when you feel cold, how many blankets you will take? And this person is sitting in that cold over there in the Himalayas and he is not even bothered about his skin being open to all the forces of nature. It doesn't matter. Would you call it inaction? Something like that. Okay. Inaction is a very in-depth term. We will take only the material-worldly term which says somebody who doesn't do anything. Okay. So material-worldly person looks at it. Okay. Looks at it in the sense This person of uncontrolled mind sees things that idiot is not doing anything he's supposed to do. All the bosses always talk like this. He's got inaction in him, right? That is inaction. And the third one is called evil action. We deliberately try to botch somebody's, you know, growth in life. We go and use influence, right? We use influence to get a job, to get money, go ahead in life. Do you think that action is good? It's called an evil action. You're not giving a chance to others to grow, isn't it? So this material worldly person who has got uncontrolled mind has this third term called uncontrolled person, uncontrolled mind person has this third term, which is called evil action. Action which leads to something very wrong. Paying, you know, paying bribes, would you call it action, inaction or evil action? Paying bribes would be inaction, right? Right? So paying bribes is inaction. Copying in exam, is it action, inaction or evil action? Evil action, of course. Very good. Now, in India, nobody gives a bill. They they sell you goods worth thousands of rupees and they don't give you a bill. Is it action, inaction, evil action? Evil action. Very good. So now did you see? Everywhere now we have given a definition of action. That which happens by thought, words and deeds. Inaction, person doesn't do anything. And the third one, anything that is wrong in this world, whatever you do is wrong in this world. According to the world, it is right and the wrong. Correct? So whatever is wrong as per the worldly laws is called third one, evil action, not paying your tax, evil action, not inaction. You see, the IRS or the income tax person is not going to say you are an inactive person. He is not going to come and say that. On the contrary, he'll say this is an evil action. I'm going to put you in jail. (laughs) Got the point? So the world says it's an evil action. But according to you, you are lazy not to pay your tax. See, see? So according to you, you are having inaction, but the government doesn't think like that. The government has got different set of laws. So there are three things. And who observes this? The person with uncontrolled mind observes this. So we have come to this point where this man who has got an uncontrolled mind. For him, everything that he does or feels, hears, sees. Is unreal. It's not real at all. He looks at the world as merit and demerit. Everything is plus and minus in this world. The same person who thinks about the plus and the minus is a deluded person. He's completely deluded. And because he is a deluded person, what happens to him? He has this actions. He describes in three three ways. One action. Second, inaction. Third, evil action. Action is defined by thoughts, words and deeds. Inaction, you know inactive person. Hmm? Your account is inactive, something like that. Huh? Third one, evil action, which is wrong as far as this world is concerned. And that is the reason why he looks at these three things with merit or demerit. Got it? So we have come to the end of verse 8 from the Uddhav Gita chapter 2. The last message of Sri Krishna. So tomorrow when we open up, we will start from verse 9 onwards. Okay, so take care and have a very good day.